argue that NMA, that negative mental attitude, does you no favors. And unfortunately, you see this a lot where somebody starts to better their life and other people around them start to, are you sure you should be doing that? You don't want to tire yourself out. You might be pushing too hard. Oh, you're going to do that at the sacrifice of what? Your health? Your relationships? Shut up. I'm sorry, but I have no time for people like that. The people with the NMA who try to hold back the people with their PMA, their positive mental attitude, get the hell out of my life. Seriously, it comes down to that. And you might be like, oh, Ryan, where did this anger come from? It's not anger. I'm just very passionate about what I'm talking about. But when I am around people who talk like that, you might hear me say something like that to them. <laughs> What is going on, my friends? Thank you so much for joining yours truly, Ryan Caligiuri, on this week's episode of Cut the Crap Podcast, where every single week, every week, I'm reading a book, condensing it down its core golden nuggets. I'm bringing the author onto the show to have a conversation about the golden nuggets, and I'm here every single week just trying to save you a little bit of time and bring you some information that can spark real change in your life. If you love the show, then please go online, rate, interview the show, send a screen capture to Ryan, uh, podcast, sorry, at ryancalajuri.com, and I'll make sure you get entered in the draw every quarter for a prize. And of course, this quarter's prize, $1,000. I'll be giving that away next week. Now, if you're listening on Spotify or SoundCloud, they don't give you the opportunity to rate, interview the show. They don't have that functionality. So just send me an email, podcast at ryancalajuri.com. Tell me how much you love the show. Also, don't forget to connect with me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. You can see what I'm up to throughout the week and what else I'm talking about outside of the podcast. So give me a follow on those platforms. And of course, last but not least, if you love each one of these episodes and you want a PDF copy of each episode, a transcript almost, then just go to cutthecrappodcast.com. At the very top, you'll see summaries in the header. Click on that link and put in your first name, last name, email address, and I'll make sure you get the PDF summaries in your inbox once a month. I'll be sending that out in July for all the summaries for May and June, and we'll just keep that going. All right, my friends. So, what is Ryan up to this week? This week, I'm changing the game on you guys. Changing the game because I kind of miss doing the summaries. I told you it's funny how the podcast sort of progresses. Way back in the day, I used to say, you know, I, I like to do the, the summaries myself. I'll read the book, make the notes, and I'll come out here and I'll share my uh, summary myself. But then I evolved this podcast to actually contact the authors, where I just talk to the authors now. And I get the authors to break down their golden nuggets along with them. Now what I want to do is I kind of want to do a little bit of a hybrid and go back to sharing some of the reviews myself. Share with you my perspective on some of the books that, um, you know, maybe I won't be able to get an author on for. And then, of course, share some of the books that, of course, I can get an author on for. So when I think about this, I think about authors maybe that have made their mark on the world and no longer are here. Authors like Napoleon Hill or Ogmandino or Jim Rohn, for example, Jito Krishnamurti, all these individuals who aren't here anymore, but they made a lasting impression with their books. I want to cover those books, right? It would be a shame to not cover the books that have impacted so many lives, millions of lives. So I want to take it upon myself to bring some of that content to you. And of course, today we're kicking it off with one of my favorites. So you guessed it. It's me all episode. How lucky are you? (laughs) So this week I want to talk about success through a positive mental attitude by none other than Napoleon Hill. Now Napoleon Hill, that name might sound familiar to you because we had Napoleon Hill on 
many, many months ago talking about Think and Grow Rich. I didn't have Napoleon Hill on, sorry, but I was covering Napoleon Hill's book back when I was doing these myself. So Napoleon Hill has another book here, Success Through a Positive Mental Attitude, and this is a staple. I truly love this book because today, this is something that we don't focus enough on. We surround ourselves with skills and strategies and tactics and social media this and marketing strategy that and sales tactic this and you know corporate strategy this, innovation this, product development this. When all of those things, they truly don't matter. They really don't. You can battle with me all you want, but they don't matter if you don't have the right mindset. If you have a crappy mentality, if you have a crappy mindset, it doesn't matter all the skills you have. It doesn't matter what kind of strategy you employ. None of them are going to work for you because your mindset's not right. And if your mind's not right, your strategy's not going to work. It's a little something called self-sabotage. It's exactly what you're going to do to yourself. And you might be sitting out there listening to me right now and saying, well, hold on a second, right? I don't need a positive mental attitude. There's a lot of negative people out there who are very successful. Successful by whose definition is what I would say. In any case, I can break into this one in a little bit more detail, which I will as we go through each of the golden nuggets. So you know what? Without further ado, why don't we just crack right into this one. Golden nugget number one. Reach your goals by developing a positive mental attitude. Now there are two types of people. People who strive to achieve and maintain their positive mental attitude, their PMA as Napoleon Hill puts it, or an NMA, a negative mental attitude. Now, when you talk about positive mental attitude, there's two types of people as well. People who kind of just drive towards that. They just say, yes, I'm driving every single day to develop a positive mental attitude and I am going to continuously strive to be in that state. And I'm going to keep people away who aren't in alignment with my state. Then there are people who roll their eyes at that. They say, come on, positive mental attitude. You live with rosy colored glasses. I hear that all the time, all the time. I cut the crap podcast nation. I'm telling you, there's so many people out there right now who look at a positive mental attitude as something of weakness. And I don't understand this positive mental attitude. Get the hell out of here. You need to look at life a little bit more realistically. Life isn't easy. It's hard. It's difficult. Yes, it is hard. It is difficult. But if you have a positive mental attitude, you'll approach a more difficult life in an easy fashion. Somebody with a negative mental attitude, they're going to look at life as being very difficult and, oh, I'm never going to be able to get over this battle or this hill or I expect difficult. Guess what? If you expect difficult, you're going to get more difficult. They're going to find circumstances, challenges, things that just beat you up that you're not going to be able to overcome because your negative mental attitude keeps you closed off to opportunities. It doesn't set you up for success. People who have a positive mental attitude, a PMA, they're not going to look at setbacks as they are. They're going to look at setbacks as setups for something greater. They're going to see opportunities in every challenge, opportunities in every problem. They're going to try to find a solution to every problem. And as cliche as it sounds, when one door closes, another one opens. And again, those people out there with NMAs, negative mental attitudes, they might roll their eyes and say, yeah, well, guess what? My life has been that way, Ryan. My life's been that. Every time a door closes, I don't see another one open. Something bad always happens to me. Well, guess what? That's the negative mental attitude talking. And it's not too late to change that. You got to change that by putting in place philosophies. Now, I've told you this many, many times over. 
You have to set up philosophies for yourself that empower you so that when bad things do happen to you, you can change your mind in an instant. So when bad stuff happens, you can put it into perspective like that in an instant. My philosophies, I have two that protect me. I've told you this over and over and over again. How many of you remember this? If you've listened to the podcast for more than three months, I've probably said this two or three times. My two philosophies, the first one, it's not a setback. It's a set up for something greater. And you will absolutely catch me saying that when bad stuff happens in my life. It's not a setback, it's a setup. And I will try my damnedest to try to find the silver lining in it. And you know what? At the onset, I never do. I never find it. But because I believe that it's there for me to find, I always find it. Always. I don't care how shitty it is. How crappy the circumstance is. I'll always find that silver lining. It might take me months or even years, but I always find it. My second one. Life doesn't happen to me, it happens for me. I'm not a victim in life. Life doesn't happen to me, it happens for me. Whatever happens in my life, good, bad, or otherwise, there's something there for me to take from it. If it's good, great. I'll take that. If it's bad, great. I'll take that. Because that's going to teach me a lesson. That's going to set me up to become better, stronger, faster, more intelligent, more productive, more resourceful. This is the importance of a PMA. A positive mental attitude. And it's the staple. It's the foundation for all things success. So to develop that positive mental attitude, surround yourself with people who also have a positive mental attitude. Extract the people who have an NMA, who all they want to do all day is complain. Get them out of your face. Get them out of your space. Don't be in the same area as them. Something else you could do. Listen to good music. Music that inspires you. That, in, that gets you going. That wakes you up. That fills you with energy. Feel good when you put a piece of music on. Go for a walk. Get some exercise. Activity. That's also important. I can't stress how important exercise is. Far too many people don't look at exercise as something that's going to change their mental attitude. It will. It'll make you feel better about yourself because all the... I don't know. I'm not a scientist. I'm not trying to pretend to be. I'll have to get my sister on here one day. as She's a brainiac in this piece. And I know she's listening right now. But when you exercise, all these... Different chemicals and processes in your brain get activated. Dopamine gets released. And I don't know. Again, I'm not going to try to play with that one because that's not my area of expertise. I'm going to stay in my lane here. But I know for a fact that when you exercise, you will feel better about yourself. The brain is a mysterious thing, I'm telling you. But when you start exercising, you will feel better. Exercise with good music on your ears. Even better. Compound that. Right? Eat good foods. Eat foods that fuel you. Not crappy foods, foods that are fueled with sugar. That stuff's not going to make you feel good about yourself. Right? Discipline, that's what, that's what makes you feel better about yourself. Right? Surrounding yourself with good people, good food, exercise, good music. Surround yourself with good movies. Again, this is kind of where we're going to go into the next piece here, but setting goals for yourself. By setting goals for yourself, that will help to unlock a PMA, a positive mental attitude I'm not going to talk about that right now because that, my friends, is for the next golden nugget. Golden nugget number two, the importance of goals and determination. Now, I've said this time and time again, maybe to people within my inner circle. I don't think I've ever shared this on the podcast before, but one of my most favorite strategies for avoiding anxiety, avoiding depression from setting in, is to set goals. Goals to me are one of the most powerful antidepressants that I have available to me because a goal unlocks emotions for me and it, it unlocks passion, determination, 
focus, enthusiasm, things that I want to accomplish. Right? When I said, you know, as Jim Collins says, a big, hairy, audacious goal, a BHAG, when I unlock a BHAG, my big, hairy, audacious goal, all of a sudden I get excited about it because I can see myself achieving that goal. It gives me something to work towards. I have purpose. I have meaning now in my life. Again, we talk about meaning and finding meaning in life. We think about that old podcast that we had many, many months ago with uh, Emily S. Fahani Smith talking about finding meaning in one's life. To find meaning in one's life, one of her principles was finding purpose. Well, you find purpose by having a goal and striving towards achieving that. And Napoleon Hill, that smart son of a gun, he knew He knew the importance of setting goals in your life as a way to avoid depression, as a way to give yourself focus. Right? Having that positive mental attitude, that PMA, that gives you solid grounding for success. But the thing here, though, that you must have, though, is determination. It's one thing to set a goal, right? Everybody sets goals. New Year's Eve. How many of you set goals on New Year's saying, New Year, new me, baby. I'm going after it this year. I'm getting in the gym. I'm changing my diet. I'm making more money. I'm going to get out of debt. And how many of you right now, seven months into the year, have forgot about all those goals? Your goal to lose weight, off track. Your goal to get out of debt, off track. Your goal to eat better, off track. Your goal to find better relationships, off track. All of your goals, off track. Why? Well, Napoleon Hill says, because you don't have determination. Goals and determination go hand in hand. You can't have one without the other. If you're determined, you're just determined on going in one direction, but you'll get distracted and you'll just keep moving. You're determined, but for what reason? What are you determined to accomplish? Where's your focus? Where's your mind going? Where's all the energy going? No idea. You're just digging a hole and you have no idea where you're going to go. You can't just get into a car and drive somewhere on vacation. Now you have a destination, so pick that destination. Right? If I want to go from Los Angeles to New York City, I got my destination. I know where I'm going, and I'm determined to get there. Perfect. Your goal, though, what are your goals? Are your goals big enough to inspire you? Are they big enough to unlock passion in you? Are they worth being determined for? What are your goals? Far too many of you don't have goals, so pick your damn goal. What is it? Now, I'm a big fan for having really, really big goals. But you know what, though? If you have a really big goal, sometimes you can be very determined. It could screw you over, actually. And this is something Napoleon Hill says, and I truly love this, and that, number one, you want to write down your goals. Write down your goals and attach deadlines to them. Right? You have a start date and an end date for your goal. So if I want to lose 20 pounds January 1st, 2018, I set my goal to lose X amount of weight by July 1st, 2018, right? That's your goal. Set your goal, pick a timeline. Now, the next thing here, though, is that if you have a particularly challenging goal, this is what I love when Hill says this. He says, if you have a particularly challenging goal, you need to break your goal down into smaller chunks, smaller goals, so that you can achieve in the next week or in the next month to build up to that end goal. You build momentum. You start to realize small steps, small baby steps to success. So if I have a seven-month goal in January 1st, 2018, my end date's July 1st, 2018, I might say after my first month, my first goal would be going to the gym 20 days out of 30. 
Hey, I succeeded in my first goal. Awesome, I made progress. Let's go to my next one. Maybe your next one is to lose five pounds by month two. Awesome, I achieved that one. That one's within my reach. The next one, to not eat any fatty foods or any sugary foods or any processed foods for, um, for, for, I don't know, three months. Perfect, I just achieved my next goal. Whatever it is your goal is, I don't know whatever your goal is, but it's to break that goal down into smaller goals to make it more reasonable. Right, for example, if your dream was to learn how to speak Italian, that's a huge goal, right? If you want to learn to speak Italian, it's not going to take you a couple months. It's going to take you a long time. It might even take you a couple of years. So because you have a very big goal, you want to divide that goal into smaller goals. For example, like ordering your first beer or ordering your first, your first, me- uh, your first meal successfully without reading you know, anything off of a translator. That might be your first goal, right? Your next goal might be having a very... Simple conversation with a stranger. How are you? How's your day? Have a good day. That might be a second goal of yours. Break down your big goal into smaller goals. Now, I hope your goals excite you. I hope they get you up in the morning and you can't wait to get started on them because that's what a goal should do. And if it's not, then choose a new goal for yourself because a goal, like I said earlier, your goal should be your best antidepressant. It should keep you in a constant state of excitement, of passion, of trying to go after achieving what you're trying to do. I have multiple goals. And Napoleon Hill says you want to focus your goals. You don't want to have a million different goals. And obviously you can't have a million goals. But you don't want to have, you know, 10 to 20 goals. You want to have a handful of goals. So usually I have a health-related goal. I have a finance-related goal. I have a relationship-related goal. That's pretty much it. I keep it pretty simple. So don't try to set too many goals for yourself. Keep yourself simple. Maybe have two or three goals you have and strive to achieve them. Have a start date. Have an end date. Have mini goals along the way if you have a very big goal. And of course, every single day, remind yourself of it. Print it up on an eight and a half by 11. Put it in your bathroom. Put it in your wallet. Put it in your purse. Put it in your car. Put it at the office and remind yourself of it every single day what your goal is. And don't forget it. Again, you start off with a positive mental attitude, great foundation. The next piece, set your goals and be determined in the pursuit of achieving that goal. Goal and nugget number three, finding the balance between both being nearsighted and farsighted. Now, Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, you're probably out there right now thinking, Ryan, what are you talking about? Nearsighted, farsighted? We're talking about eyes here. Like we're talking about success. What does that have to do anything with success? Well, it has nothing to do with your eyes, but it does have to do with vision. Napoleon Hill talks about being mentally farsighted and nearsighted. And I love that because I can see this symptom in a lot of people, in myself even today. Right? So what is mental nearsightedness? Well, if you're mentally nearsighted, it means that you're not able to see the possibilities that are lying into your future. You're too focused on looking at the here and now, right? So you might fail to understand the importance of planning or having a goal to strive for. And all you do is you spend your energy tackling problems that are right in front of you and you're blind to how they impact the bigger picture. Being able to focus on things here and now is really important. I don't disagree with that. But ignoring the future, not planning for the future, not playing the, the, the game of chess in life is not a good thing. You need to plan for your future. You need to have goals. You need to be two or three or four steps ahead. 
Right? Being able to plan for our own future is one of our biggest evolutionary advantages. If you don't take advantage of that, then you set yourself behind the eight ball. So don't do that. So if you are only nearsighted, that will hurt your chance of being successful because you can't plan down the road. You'll only focus on the here and now, again, which is good. You take advantage of the opportunities that fuel your income, fuel your happiness now, but you got to look down the road. And in fact, being mentally nearsighted can actually hurt you in a lot of ways. And if you're not thinking down the road, you might be, you know, getting into CrossFit, for example. I know a lot of you out there love CrossFit. I've talked to so many of you out there who are big CrossFit fans. And you might be looking at something to say, listen, I got to get into shape and I'm going to get into CrossFit right now to get into shape. And you're going to the gym five days a week, six, seven days a week, and you are killing it at the gym. You're feeling good. You see your body change. And then, oh, injury here. Oh, little injury there. Little injury here, injury there, all of a sudden I stop working out. That is the result of being nearsighted and not being farsighted. You got to look into the future. You got to find that balance. You can't just jump all in and expect your body to heal up properly. You can't expect the wear and tear not to impact you. Right? You weren't farsighted. You weren't looking into the future. Right? This, this life is a marathon. Success is a marathon. It's not a sprint. Right? You might not be investing right now because you might not be thinking it's worth your time, worth your energy, worth your money. When it is, you're not looking at the importance of compound interest. This is funny. It's something I was just talking about with my friends this past weekend. And we're talking about the importance of compound interest and the importance of slowly investing and the importance of putting one penny away. And if I told you at the age of eight, listen, every single year, I'm going to give you money. I'm going to double it, but I'm going to start with a penny and I'm going to keep doubling it until I can't double it anymore. Most people would say, get the heck out of here, Ryan. I'm not doing that. A penny. You're going to start off with a penny. So what? In two years, I'm going to get two pennies, four pennies, eight pennies. What the hell does that matter? It means nothing to me. Well, if you do the math on it, you'll find that by the age of what? 38, 39, you would have made $10 million starting off with a penny. Pretty remarkable, right? So that's the benefits of being both farsighted and nearsighted. So let's talk about being farsighted, for example. People who are farsighted, though, they want to immediately leap to the top, right? They are big dreamers, big visionaries, and all they do is they dream of the future, but they forget to work on the things that they need to get there. And so they fail to reach their goals and don't take advantage of the opportunities that are right in front of them every single day. And oftentimes it's those opportunities that are right in front of you that are sometimes the most lucrative here and now, right? Just consider, Napoleon Hill talks about this, consider the paperclip, right? The paperclip is a great design, very simple, and it solves a tiny yet widespread problem. And so people who recognize everyday problems, they can generate a lot of money. Mentally farsighted people, they never grasp this. They're always looking into the future and they never see the opportunities that are right in front of them right now. So to find success, you need to find a balance between both being nearsighted and farsighted. You have to focus on the here and now. You have to focus on achieving your goals here and now. You need to see the opportunities in front of you. You need to take action now. But at the same time, you need to be smart. You need to plan for the future. You need to have longer term goals. So for myself, I have my short-term, small-term goals, something I'm going to accomplish this week. What am I going to do this week? How are, how are my actions this week going to contribute to my bigger time goal? Yet I have three-year goals. I have a one-year goal, things that I want to achieve. 
You need to find the balance. To be successful, you have to find balance between being both nearsighted and farsighted mentally. Don't forget that. Golden nugget number four. Unlocking the power of auto-suggestion. Now, Napoleon Hill, he talks in great detail about auto-suggestion. In fact, it's one of those terms that he coined really himself and became famous for. I'm not going to lie, I found it very difficult to understand what auto-suggestion was when I first heard Napoleon Hill talking about it. I didn't quite understand it, but I don't expect you to understand it either. But essentially what it is in three words is activating your subconscious. Auto-suggestion, that's what it is, very simply. And so you might say my subconscious, but my actions are the result of my conscious decisions, which drives my results, right? Well, not quite. Far too many of us don't utilize the power of our subconscious mind to help us in solving problems, getting over challenges, finding solutions. Our subconscious mind is a great power that far too many of us don't ever explore and never unlock. And what a shame that is. Do you remember the cliche where everyone always says all the time, well, well, my best ideas come when I'm in the shower? Or myself, it was funny, I was just having a conversation with an entrepreneur this week and I was saying, we both kind of said in tandem, it's funny, but I said, I have the best ideas at 3 a.m. and we both said at the same time and just started laughing because it's so true. When we allow our minds to relax and just to be, our subconscious mind starts to rally around the things that we think about most often. And it brings to us solutions out of a blue. And that's the beauty of the subconscious mind. But to get back to golden nugget number four, how do you activate the subconscious mind? Well, very thankfully, you can harness this power and use it to your advantage by doing a few simple things. Whether it's health, finances, relationships, the power of auto-suggestion, it'll help you reach any of your goals. But the first thing you have to do, obviously, let's go back to the last golden nugget or two golden nuggets ago. You have to set a goal. What is your goal? What is your goal this week, this month, this year, this quarter, this decade? I don't know what the hell it is, but what is your goal? That's the first step, deciding what your goal is. The next step is to consistently remind yourself of that goal. So write that goal down on an eight and a half by 11 piece of paper, like I said. Remind yourself two, three times a day by reading that sentence aloud every single day. For instance, it might be how much money you wish to earn this year, right? This year, I want to make an extra $50,000. I want to make an extra $250,000. This year, I want to make $1 million. When you read this aloud every single day, your subconscious will remember this and it'll influence your conscious mind to seek out things that will get you there, such as maybe new work opportunities, new investment opportunities, whatever it is. But if you remind yourself of your goal every single day, whether it's, maybe it's a weight loss goal, and you set your goal for the year, I will lose 50 pounds this year. I will be in tip-top shape. I will have a low body fat percentage of X, Y, or Z. It doesn't matter what it is. I will feel good. I will feel proud of myself. I will fit into these clothes that I haven't fit into in 10 years. Write that sentence down and read it aloud every single day, multiple times a day, two, three times a day. And that will plant a seed in your subconscious. 
to continually remind yourself what it is you're going after. And your subconscious mind will reaffirm for you what it is you're trying to do. It'll find opportunities for you to continue to take advantage of that goal, to help you achieve that goal. Right? The same method applies. Let's just say, let's go back to golden nugget number one. And you are currently somebody who has an NMA, a negative mental attitude. And your goal is to try to turn it into a PMA, a positive mental attitude. This reaffirmation of yourself, and it's very important. And I know a lot of people out there that kind of poo-poo affirmations. But no, affirmations do work. Of course, when affirmations work is only when they're accompanied by actions, right? You can't just say, oh, I'm going to make a million dollars this year and you don't take any action. Well, of course, there's no brain there. You're not going to make a million dollars. Affirmations have to be accompanied by action. So when people say affirmations don't work, it's because they're saying that it's not accompanied by action. But anyways, developing a positive mental attitude, you can leave that to your subconscious as well. But if you tell yourself that you'll feel happier every day, this feeling will gain momentum. And after a while, your mental attitude will show a vast improvement and you'll feel much happier as well. Where this principle comes down to that, um, I forgot who wrote, I think it was Lorna Byrne, I think, I don't remember. But anyways, the book was called The Secret and it became famous and Oprah focused on it um, on one of her episodes. And so many people... They looked at the secret and they said, that's BS, man. That's crap. You know, you, you think about something and you'll achieve it. That's garbage. Think about a million dollars and all of a sudden I made a million dollars. Think about a Lamborghini. I made a, uh, got a Lamborghini. And that's how people looked at the secret. And far too many people, people like Joe Rogan, for example, he poo-poos it. I, I hate that he does because Joe Rogan's a very intelligent person, but he's just never given the secret a chance. When I live in reality, I don't live in this dream world, but I do know the impact of putting things out there, leaving things to your subconscious, taking action to achieve it. Right? If you wake up every single morning, let me use this as an example. If you wake up every single morning and you set a goal this year to make a million dollars and you remind yourself multiple times a day, my goal this year is to make a million dollars and you leave that to your subconscious, your subconscious mind will automatically start finding new opportunities for you to make a million dollars. Right? It'll find those opportunities. Because what it's doing is it's activating something scientific in your brain called the RAS, the reticular activating system. Tony Robbins talks about this a lot, right? How often, if you got a, a brand new car, let's just say you just picked up a, a brand new, I don't know, Silverado truck. All of a sudden, you start noticing all these Silverado trucks all over the highway, right? But before that, you didn't notice them before. But now, because you're focusing on it, you're getting more of it. And so that's all the secret talks about. That's all auto-suggestion is. It's just focusing on one thing and you're going to get more of that. But you have to work at it. You have to take action. You have to put some sweat equity in because nothing comes free in this world. You have to work towards it. Work towards it, focus on it, and you'll achieve it. But in your first year, your goal might be a million dollars. You might have come up short and you might have made $250,000 instead. But guess what? That might have been $150,000 more than what you achieved last year. To me, that's still success. Maybe your million dollar goal was a little bit lofty, a little bit overambitious, but hell, you still made a hell of a lot more money than you did this year than you did last year. Perfect. Readjust your goal. Right Next year, you know what? I only made $150,000, but I'm going to celebrate that. I'm going to be successful. I'm going to call myself a success because I made more money this year than I did last year. I'm going to keep my goal at a million dollars. But you know what? I'm going to change that to a three-year goal. And next year, instead of making $150,000 extra, next year I'm going to make $250,000 or $300,000. Right? This idea of auto-suggestion is not utilized by enough of us. 
You have to leave it to your subconscious mind to come up with solutions for you, to find those solutions for you. It's something that I don't even use enough myself, but I have to continually remind myself to use because there is so much power to it. Power that we're not unlocking. So do as Napoleon Hill says, set your goals, develop that positive state of mind, that positive mental attitude, and use auto-suggestion to your advantage to help you achieve your goals, to help maintain that positive mental attitude. Golden nugget number five, and it's a very simple one, but I really want to focus on this one for a little bit. Change your behavior by changing your habits. Now, all of us in life, I hope that we're grateful for what we have in life. Because there's a lot to be grateful for. And if you don't think about what you're grateful for, then it's a misstep on your part. Sit down and write a list of the top 10 things you're grateful for. Every single one of you can do that. It's not the purpose of this gold nugget, but it's just something I want to put in there. And that we all have something that we should be grateful for. But let's say you want to improve something. Maybe it's your health, your finances, your relationships, whatever it is. If you're not happy with something now, it's because it's a result of the habits that you formed in the past that led you to where you are now. Maybe when it came to food, you just got into the habit of you know, waking up in the morning and eating something from McDonald's. Or maybe you went uh, home and you didn't work out. You just went straight from work to home and you sat down on the couch and watched Netflix with a bag of chips because chips made you happy. Maybe you drink too much Coke or Pepsi and... You know, that that's obviously not good for you either. And you look at your weight and you're saying, I don't know why I'm so out of shape. It's because you have bad habits that led you there. All right, same thing for money. Maybe you spent too much. Maybe with relationships. Maybe you just put up with too much crap and you didn't put people in their place or tell people what's acceptable and what's not acceptable. Whatever it is, it's you. if you're in a circumstance right now that you're not happy with, it's because you have habits that got you there. So Napoleon Hill says, change your behavior by changing your habits. So this is what I really like about this and that, Change happens in an instant. If you today decide that, you know what, every single morning I have a habit of hitting the snooze bar three times. Well, instead of doing that, change your habit. Hit the snooze bar zero times. And when your alarm goes off, that, what is it, every nine minutes, so that 27 minutes of extra sleep that you had, instead of using that 27 minutes to just lay in bed and to slowly drift in and out of sleep over and over again, instead, use that 27 minutes to work out. Set yourself a 27-minute workout routine. Maybe you jump up by your bed and you do burpees, jumping jacks, push-ups, sit-ups. Maybe you do Heisman's. Well, look it up on YouTube. You'll look, see what that is. Do whatever kind of workout you have to do. Change that habit, right? Do that for a week and then do that for another week and then do that for another week. Then all of a sudden you change your habits and all of a sudden your behavior changes. You feel better about yourself. You start to eat better. You start to wake up with more vigor, more excitement. That's the importance of changing the bad habits that got you to where you are right now. And every single one of us has habits like that. Habits that are going against us in relationships and health and finances. Maybe it goes against our PMA, our positive mental attitude. Maybe we want to develop a positive mental attitude, but we have habits that continuously focus on a negative mental attitude. We talk about things that are very negative. Extract those things from your body. Extract those things from your mind, from your life, and focus on forming new habits. The challenge that it requires discipline. It requires a little bit of self-awareness. But if you are really taking success seriously, you're going to look at every aspect of your life very carefully and try to make small changes along the way. 
Right? I really like this p- simple piece of advice, but it really goes to show that there's small things that we do every single day that contribute to our success or our lack of success. So find what those habits are and change them to help you become more successful in whatever arena you're playing in. All right, another short one here. Golden nugget number six, never give up and always look out for any missing pieces that can help you along your path. I don't want to spend too much time on this one, but I just want to talk about this. Again, this comes down to what I was talking about earlier with determination. Don't give up. Achieving your goals is not going to be easy. It's just not. Whether it's losing weight, whether it's improving relationships, finding a relationship, getting out of depression, getting over your anxiety, making the money you want, getting out of debt. It doesn't matter what it is. It's not going to be easy. Prepare your mind for that. There's going to be setbacks along the way. But remember what I said earlier, there's no such thing as a setback. It's a set up. Use that as fuel. Say to yourself, listen, this happened because there's something I just don't know yet. Give it to your subconscious. Remind your subconscious of your goal. It'll bring that to you. But the key thing here is to never give up. I see so many people who start off January 1st and they give up on their diet. They say, ah, you know what? I was great for two months then I fell off and now I just stayed off. No, you got to be smarter than that. You have to be smarter than that. You have to be more determined than that. Don't give up. Just because you fall back off the horse, get back on the horse. I do it all the time. My friends do it all the time, right? Like I have friends who are so disciplined and I surround myself with good disciplined people because they make me better. And you look at them and they're more disciplined in certain areas of life than I am. And I'm disciplined in certain, more disciplined in certain areas of life than they are. And every single one of us, we fall off every once in a while, but we get back on that horse. The same is true for you. You've probably fallen off that horse many times, just as I have, just as my good friends have. But every single time we get back on the horse and I expect you to get back on the horse as well. So again, this golden nugget, very simply, just whatever you do, don't give up on yourself. Set that goal. Remind yourself of it all the time. Give it to your subconscious. Let your subconscious help you through it. And guess what? When you fall off, you know, something doesn't go according to plan. You take a week off. You take two weeks off. You take three weeks off. Whatever it is, whatever you do, just don't give up. Stay on course, stay on the hustle, and just, again, remember what you're trying to achieve here. Remember the benefit it's going to drive for you. Remember how good it's going to feel achieving your goal. Don't give up. And again, that one piece about looking out for other for any missing pieces that will help you along your path. Again, this just bleeds into the whole piece about auto-suggestion. When you failed because something wasn't there, well, put it to your subconscious mind. If you don't have an answer as well, go to your friends and family. There's power in diversity of opinion. Ask other people, ask friends, ask family, ask co-workers. Hell, ask strangers, it doesn't matter. If you're trying to overcome a problem, email people who maybe have a different perspective. Email CEOs of companies, executives, co-workers, peers, people who run associations, um, council members. Hell, even email me if you have a question, you're looking for a different opinion, a different way of achieving something. So the takeaway here really quickly is just don't give up. If you're having a tough time trying to get over something, bring more people into the mix. More brains are better than one. And give it to your subconscious, the power of auto-suggestion. And last but certainly not least, golden nugget number seven, motivate others by motivating yourself. Now, I know, Cut the Crap Podcast Nation, that you want people around you 
to better themselves. You want to better yourself and you want the people around you to better themselves. The best way to do that is starting with yourself. Start by motivating yourself. Start by focusing on your goals. Start with yourself. Because there is nothing more motivating than somebody who comes to the table with a positive mental attitude. That energy is infectious. Somebody who has a goal and they're achieving it and they're reminding themselves of it every day and people see that. People get excited and motivated by people who are looking into the future and how they're going to achieve their goal. They're looking into what they can do now to achieve their goal. People are excited about people who are changing their habits to change their behavior to bring new and new results to themselves. That's motivating. People are motivated by persistence, by determination, by not giving up. People are motivated by people who are going out there and asking questions of people to help them achieve their goals. All of that is very motivating when you're around it. And by doing that, by motivating yourself, by doing all the things I've talked about this entire podcast, you will motivate others. Motivate by doing is what this comes down to. You can sit there and talk as much as you want, pontificate as much as you want, but there is nothing more motivating than seeing somebody grinding it out, somebody hustling, somebody working their butt off. I'll tell you, it's unfortunate because there's a lot of people out there who maybe don't get motivated by it. And in fact, they look at it and they get bitter. They get jealous. They get envious. Well, I'd argue that NMA, that negative mental attitude, does you no favors. And unfortunately, you see this a lot where somebody starts to better their life and other people around them start to, are you sure you should be doing that? You don't want to tire yourself out. You might be pushing too hard. Oh, you're going to do that at the sacrifice of what? Your health? Your relationships? Shut up. Shut the hell up. I'm sorry, but I have no time for people like that. The people with the NMA who try to hold back the people with their PMA, their positive mental attitude, get the hell out of my life. Seriously, it comes down to that. And you might be like, oh, Ryan, where did this anger come from? It's not anger. I'm just very passionate about what I'm talking about. But when I am around people who talk like that, you might hear me say something like that to them. <laughs> because it's true. I don't have time for people like that. Right? I surround myself with people who bring me up, who push me forward, who make me better. That's the kind of life that I want to live. And that's the kind of life I want you to live. Don't surround yourself with people who will, will hold you down. Right? Allow those people to stay down there. You hold yourself to a higher standard and you bring them up. Don't you dare ever settle to their level. You soar, you climb, you drive, you succeed. And if they want to join you on that ride, then let them go ahead. But if they don't, screw them. Let them enjoy their, their, their little lives and you know their negative mindsets because I got no time for that and I hope you don't have any time for that either. This is all about motivating others by motivating yourself. It starts with you. Continue to be motivated. Continue to take action. Do the things I shared with you in this podcast. And by doing that, you will motivate certain people in your life who really needed you. They needed that energy source. They needed that source of inspiration to get them out of their comfort zone and get them changing their lives for the better. And that's the power that you have. It's the power that one person has. Just like Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change that you want to see in the world. The power that one person has to change the world is incredible. 
doesn't have to be the global world. It could be your world, meaning your community, your company, your organization, your family, whatever it is, whatever the world is to you, you can change that. Motivate others by motivating yourself. It's such an important reminder and it's something I never want you to forget. And on that same vein, don't lower your standards. As you continue to motivate yourself, don't allow other people to pull you down. Rise above them. And realize that you're on a different path than them. And if they want to go down a different path than you, allow them to. But stay your course. Continue to stay motivated and people will be motivated by you. If you want to become a success, it all starts with what we said at the very top. A positive mental attitude. So anybody who doesn't share that with you, sorry. They're not in alignment with your energy. They're not in alignment with your goals in life. They're not in alignment with you at all. It's time to say goodbye to those people and put yourself on a better path in life. And there we have it. Success through a positive mental attitude by Napoleon Hill, the author of Think and Grow Rich. I loved the fact that I came back to doing this. I'm telling you, I really missed talking to you one-on-one, me and you, every single week. I I knew I had to evolve the podcast. I'm not going to change the podcast. I love the fact that I'm bringing on authors. To me, that's just creating a greater quality with Cut the Crap Podcast, and it really gives a different dimension to the show. But there's something to be said about me sharing my opinions, my values, my views, my visions, my philosophies with you every single week. And it's one of those things that I know I'm going to get back to. And here's a little quick teaser for all you out there who are listening still, and that I'm going to launch a second podcast very shortly. And I've thought a lot about this. I've put a lot of time and effort towards this. And it's something that I believe, again, will be something I will continue for the rest of my life. Just as Cut the Crap podcast, I can do this until I'm 100 years old. And I have another podcast concept that I'm going to do as well, along in tandem with Cut the Crap podcast, because I don't want to change this format. I love the format. And I'm going to make small changes. Like, this is a small change. But I want to keep it the way it is. In any case, be on the lookout for a new podcast from me shortly. And I think, I think you're going to like it a lot. But in any case, I really enjoyed, again, coming on and sharing this book with you. It's a very important book in my life, something I very strongly believe in. And I hope that you're able to take some of these golden nuggets and put them into practice for yourself. And as I always say, i got to wrap up with these three call to actions. The first one, if you love the show, then please go on iTunes, go on Google Play, go on Stitcher, go on CastBox, whatever you're listening on, and rate and review the show. Send that rating review into uh, podcast at ryancalajury.com and you'll be entered into the draw next week when I draw it for $1,000. And again, as a reminder, if you can't rate or review the show, if you listen on Spotify or SoundCloud, then just send me an email, podcast at ryancalajury.com. Tell me how much you love the show. Follow me on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. You can see what I'm talking about, what else I'm doing outside of the podcast every week. And of course, if you love this episode and you want to get the PDF summary of it, I'll be sending out the PDF summaries for some of the podcasts in May and June, in July, and I'll make sure you get those sent into your inbox. Again, like I said, I don't want to overload your inbox, so I'll be sending those out sparingly just to make sure I'm not overloading your inbox every single week. All right, my friends, that is a wrap. Thank you. I know there's a lot fighting for your attention, so the fact that you make time for me and for Cut the Crap Podcast means everything to me. So thank you so much. And I'll be back here next week when I have a brand new book, brand new golden nuggets, maybe an interview with an author. We'll see what I got cooking up next week. And of course, every single week, you know what I'm here doing. I'm saving you time and bringing you information to spark real change in your life. 
Have a fantastic, productive week, everybody. I love you all. led me to the study of the spiritual forces with which all of us are blessed and it was in this field that I came upon a clue which has enabled me to help millions of people to find their earthly destinies. I want to describe my discovery in the simplest terms possible because it will reveal to you why it is true that whatever the mind can conceive and believe the mind can achieve regardless of how many times you may have failed in the past or how lofty your aims and hopes may be. I caught my first fleeting glimpse of the profound law which provides the means by which we may choose our own purpose in life and attain it while I was being coached by Andrew Carnegie during the organization of the science of success philosophy. I had just finished telling Mr. Carnegie that I feared he had uh, chosen the wrong person to give the world the first practical philosophy of personal success because of my youth, my lack of education, and my lack of finances. Well, at this point, Mr. Carnegie delivered a lecture that I shall never forget because it changed my entire life and paved the way for my helping to change the lives of millions of people, some of them not yet born. Let me call your attention to a great power which is under your control, said Mr. Carnegie. A power which is greater than poverty, greater than the lack of education, greater than all of your fears and superstitions combined. It is the power to take possession of your own mind and direct it to whatever ends you may desire. This profound power, Mr. Carnegie continued, is the gift of the Creator. And it must have been considered the greatest of all of his gifts to man because it is the only thing over which man has the complete and unchallengeable right of control and direction. Uh, then Mr. Carnegie continued his speech with a description of a great universal truth which made such an impact upon my mind that I began then and there to give myself a new outlook on life and set up for myself a goal so far above my previous achievements that it shocked my friends and relatives when they heard about it. Everyone, said Mr. Carnegie, comes to the earth plane blessed with the privilege of controlling his mind power and directing it to whatever ends he may choose. Only limitations are those which you set up in your own mind or permit others to set up for you. O oh, divine providence, I ask not for more riches, but more wisdom with which to make wiser use of the riches you gave me at birth, consisting in the power to control and direct my own mind to whatever ends I desire. If you are not too successful or self-satisfied to accept and express this profound prayer, if you accept it and express it in the same spirit of humble sincerity in which I pass it on to you, a new and a better world will reveal itself to you. 
a world in which you will see reflected the circumstances and the things which you yourself have created.